commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Skondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your Holnet news show for in-depth coverage and analysis for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, for a special edition of Pillars of Star Wars, here's your host, Ben Grandadam, to discuss. You know what time it is, guys? It's Pillar Time. Pillar Time! That means it's time for us to highlight and discuss another fundamental element of Star Wars storytelling. And this week, we're looking at the concept of the ensemble cast and how it's been handled in the Star Wars films, books, and literature. Uh, If you're not familiar with an ensemble cast, I'm I'm pretty sure most our listeners are, but it's uh, it's basically a narrative that may have a main protagonist, but instead of revolving around a single person, it follows a cast of characters that share equal screen time and importance in the plot and evolution of the story. Um, you know, we have in the prequels, Anakin, Obi-Wan and Padme are kind of the, what you think of as the main ensemble. Of course, there's R2-D2, C-3PO, Jar Jar Binks and Qui-Gon that you could attach onto that, uh, as well as all these other ancillary characters that you could, you could keep broadening it out. You know, the original trilogy, we think Han, Luke and Leia as that kind of that ensemble. Uh, and then finally in the sequel trilogy, it's, it's, it's Ray, Finn and Poe. I think people people think of most when they think about the ensemble, but yeah. I would add Rose and BB eight to that. I mean, yeah, I feel like there, I feel like as you go out and I think, I think I really do feel like Rose could have had a bigger role in the rise of Skywalker and be considered yeah. as part of that ensemble in a major way, which uh-huh. is kind of strange, but um, it, 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 it's weird. I didn't really think about that before we did this episode, but yeah, I, I really don't, I don't really get the idea of just Rafe and Poe. I think Rose should have, should be in the, included in that. When you talk about that ensemble, I think she should be included. It'd be her as role if huge Lando disappeared. Right. Right. Return, right. Because, because Lando, because usually with these tropes or sorry, usually with these ensembles, which the prequels don't really follow it, but I think cause they're actually somewhat told in reverse. Right. So I think, it, so generally what tends to happen is the ensemble builds over movies Right, and what's interesting is I think in the in the prequel trilogy it actually shrinks over movies mm-hmm. because we lose things like Jar Jar, we lose some of these other characters, and I think kind of what we saw in the original trilogy is you add Lando, where you add a, another person to the to the ensemble in the second movie, similar to how Rose is added, and then that character should build in the next one. We get more Lando right yeah. in Return of the Jedi; he's part of the brigade, and then in Rise of Skywalker, Rose is there. Yeah. Right. So I would say so, the yeah. the fully inclusive idea of the ensemble for the original trilogy is Han, Luke, Leia, Lando, Chewie, R2-D2, and C-3PO. I would say that's kind of like right. they hold the most weight uh, in terms of the protagonist mm-hmm. or the, the heroic ensemble. And then for the sequel trilogy, I would say Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, BB-8. That's kind of where what about I go. Chewie? Oh, and Chewie. Chewy. Sorry, and Chewie. Yeah, I would add Chewie. Yeah, as much I as guess he's I kind of the holdover. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. had that thought when he popped in. Because I would add, I would weirdly add Chewie, but I don't think I'd add R2-D2 and three C-3PO yeah. into the sequel yeah. trilogy. When, when I think of ensemble casts, yeah. I, I mean, I go back to like the original, which was uh, Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was the original ensemble cast. And uh, I mean, I got a tattoo for it. Uh, just because of how much I love ensemble casts. They've, it's been a trope in movies for decades now, and it's always my favorites, and they make me super happy. It's just like this diverse group of people that come together. They all have their own specialities, and uh, they do their thing. The axe uh, chopper or the woodcutter, whatever his name was. Right, or, the, you know, <laughs> I mean, well, we, we should go through those roles because uh, I think that would be valuable. But, 
Um, so for me, the golden ratio is seven. Like I always think there's, there's generally seven. Um, but I mean, it, it hasn't quite reached there, but definitely in the original trilogy, I wouldn't limit it to just the, the top three of Luke, Leia and Han. It's like, it's definitely got to be R2-D2, C-3PO, um, you know, whoever else, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was in there. Yep. In the first one, you know, maybe it's five or six. Chewy, and yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Lando, Chewie. Yeah. The, the Falcon itself is kind of its own yeah. character. You know, you you could add on to all of it. Everyone has their own silhouette, and um, that silhouette mm. is a you know an identity. We'll we'll come back around because I think we're going to name these and kind of go through examples. But Ben, I don't I don't want it lost because it was just kind of thrown out there. So we'll come back around to it. But I think you might have hit on something when you mentioned the Millennium Falcon or the ship. Right. I think I think that is part of it. I think the right. ship is part of the ensemble cast in Star Wars. I never really thought of that until you mentioned it. Blasters, it definitely, it definitely dictates know. who's in the ensemble to a degree. I feel like if you're in that Falcon at any point during these films, right. You're usually you're a main the, character, you're usually considered a main character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's definitely a grouping mechanic there. But um, again, I think Rose has so much screen time in the last Jedi. I think she's also, I don't think she's oh, yeah. more the Falcon, but nonetheless, I feel like she's definitely part of the ensemble. She's uh, man, I would, I would add R four in the prequels. I think he has a good, not a good deal of screen time, but I think he, there's some plot mechanics yeah. that hinge on, R4 now I mean, and again. Obi Wan like droid. He gets a death moment. An uns- <laughs> yeah. Which R4 I feel like has some screen time. If you get a death moment, aren't you part of the ensemble, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, if yeah. there's actually like a moment yeah. of mourning. Because I was thinking about that the other day. I think Obi Wan, like, you know, gives relays a few messages to R4 and, and does some strategic stuff with him. And I'm thinking, therefore, I would say that's part of the plot to a degree. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, why don't we get into these different types of, of of characters that can fall in, like these different, you know, archetypes, stereotypes of, you know, who are who are in them? Can we want to do a round robin? Does that sure, sound yeah. fun? We'll each yeah. name one. Um, I'm looking at Adam on my left. So clockwise, we'll go with Adam. Do you, oh, do you have one you want to want to want to say? Uh, sure. I was kind of thinking of the scoundrel. Oh, the scoundrel, right? You're you're our lead scoundrel guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I'll, I'll take that. That's that's totally me. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like and, and this one's an interesting one, because I feel like I started out with, with um with one that I feel like we could actually argue is not necessarily present in, in every movie. But I think if we look at kind of starting with Star Wars and building out, right, like. I, I choose that word because that's the word that is most associated with Han Solo. Right. But I feel like we get scoundrels in most of the trilogies. What we can go through, right? We get Han Solo in the original trilogy. I'm going to skip over to the sequel trilogy for a second. We get Poe. Poe is this weird. I feel like what we start yeah. playing around with when we get the sequel trilogy is they actually combine characters. But Rise yeah. of Skywalker really went out of its way to make Poe a scoundrel. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it really him, did. Yeah. Really yeah. Did. Yeah. retconning it, a massive backstory yeah. of, of sm- spice smuggling. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And we get a little bit of that with, 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 with Jin, right? Jin in, in rogue one, right? The, the scoundrel is the main, is the main yeah. character. So my question yeah. to you is who is the scoundrel in the prequel trilogy? Is there a scoundrel? I think there is. I mean, there's a couple uh Dex at Dex's diner is a scoundrel. Mm hmm. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, I would say, uh, Watto is a scoundrel. Yeah, Watto's 100%. Watto's good. 
Do you know who I was going to go with? Sebulba's a scoundrel. Sebulba's a scoundrel. Sebulba's a scoundrel, sure. If we're talking about someone who's a main character, part of the team, I'm going to argue that Anakin is the scoundrel in that that series. In that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, kind of is. You could disagree. I feel great. Like I, I, I think I don't, Grant's just like you're I don't, wrong. I don't see him as a scoundrel per se. I see the scoundrels more as those kind of. Uh, I feel like they're like the catchphrase spouting duo, like Lando and Han. Like that's a, that's yeah. kind of like they're kind of like these classic action guys who are cowboy. Like they, they're kind of these gray hats from westerns, basically. Like yeah. they, they're yeah. not good. They're, they're not kind bad. Rash. Like yeah. 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 Well, Brash, you're describing yeah. Anakin now. You're describing Anakin now. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you That's caught on to my ruse? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Anakin has this real, really, really good, earnest heart. I think he's always trying to do the right so thing at the end of the day. So does Han, so does Lando. Yeah, I, I feel like but, you know, Han little... doesn't want to flee sl- free slaves. Han just wants to, you know, go about his own ways and, and be selfish. I, I don't think sure. he's looking to save anybody. I'll also mention posting. that where my argument falls apart is when, we, when we're looking at 10-year-old Anakin. Though yeah. still somewhat scoundrelly. Also right? an like, innocent. I don't think he's really... A lot of scoundrels are jaded by life experience. You know what I mean? Right. But no 10-year-old is jaded. But he's on the path to being a scoundrel. I think he's he's a pod racer. He's like... He's doing all these things. He's gathering stuff. He's... he's I, I don't know. I get it. I don't I don't think it's a hundred percent of a connection. I would say he's a brain. He's kind of a brain to me. Yeah. He's kind of like this genius. I don't I don't know. It's right. like Ooh, I, and I feel like that's a good one. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I would he's more of a classic smarts character than a scoundrel, in my opinion. I in in like maybe in the first one. And then okay, I'm gonna say something maybe controversial. And the next two, he's like an A class dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. That fades and, pretty quick. Like, but in, in the, the first set. one, you know, that fades pretty quick. But I, in the first one, I think uh, there's actually a chapter in Queen's Peril that I, made me sob. But um, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, the tinkering helped him escape his yeah. life of slavery, and it it he devoted so much time to it. He built droids. Like what? Who is building droids? Who is who is racing pods at that age? Like who is? No scoundrel is constructing these 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 uh, well. machinations. Solo is working on a ship while he's, you know, on Corellia. I, yeah. I, I have to push back a little bit, though, on this kind of designing it from scratch. <laughs> like, like Anakin's I mean, yeah. a genius. He's a brain. Yeah. I mean, I just I think a scoundrel is a little too broad or more broad than what I was thinking of, because there are subcategories. It's like, how do you enter this cadre? How do you enter this group of people and what is your speciality that you bring to this that adds to the value of the whole this is you know what what happened with seven samurai it's like each person that came in it was like well they weren't the perfect samurai but they had a thing that they brought that they did that that Mm -hmm. was utilized to the best of their efforts and so i mean i you know han solo is a pilot i think pilot is a category you know and and yes he's a scoundrel and does all these things but i think like Every every good uh, ensemble, you know, needs a pilot if it's going to be a spacefaring ensemble. I don't disagree, Um, especially because one of the things I was dealing with is because Lando also falls into the scoundrel category. Right. And so then you have two scoundrels. So I'm okay um, if we want to drop scoundrel for now and substitute. (laughs) It's a a good one. It's a good Uh, one. Yeah, but but I know I know what you mean. 
You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's subcategories that could be scoundrels. I would say Lando is pure scoundrel. Like, yeah, he's fit because he does a lot of things well, but he is, you know, out for his own and trying to, you know, figure his own situation out. And he, he's, he's kind of a pure scoundrel. Whereas like when Han gets hired, he's essentially a pilot. He is a pilot, you know, in a new hope. It's like, you know, I know two pilots and that's what uh, Chewie's muscle. Like he's a heavy, um, but he was a co-pilot and, you know, originally and, and Han is a pilot. Yeah. So there's sort of these sub, you know, there's a subcategories where you come in, where you have this initial uh, proclivity or expertise and then it evolves. So it's yeah. like, but it's the initial but- sort of proclivity that uh, brings this ensemble together. I think, yeah, and I agree. And I think what we're going to run into when we start breaking this down is that we're, we're not going to feel um, the, what we refer to as sociology as the ideal type, right? Like we, we, we love in social sciences creating categories, but then when right. you start trying to put things into categories, those categories naturally start breaking apart because humans don't categorize very easily. Right. So I think it's important to name these and then, what we're going to have to what we're going to end up finding out and i think especially with the sequel trilogy is that individuals can play multiple parts of the ensemble right because especially because we don't have ben as you mentioned those seven people right we have five people and i think those five people do take on the seven characteristics or whatever characters are right. name so we may get some overlap um between certain ones and that might be the 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 trick we run into is just you know how do we collapse or expand these categories without too much right. overlap so can we get a little yeah. more basic for a second and just sure. be like okay you know uh, you know whatever you want to say i mean scoundrel is good I, i'm just going to continue on and i'm going to say <laughs> are we doing you know, archetypes or are we doing like ensemble dynamics like whatever i'm thinking ensemble dynamics um, for an, i mean like for the classic my understanding of an ensemble is you have like the heart the brain uh the mouth uh, the soul, the virtuoso, the lancer. Or, like you have, yeah, like, and and then, then maybe archetypes, I guess. Because those, 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 those are archi- those are archetypes. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, yeah. And then there's the Freudian trio, which the which is Kirk, you know, Spock Bones and Spock, Bones, right? Yeah. And that's, right. And but I would love I, to I see like, if we have one in Star Wars. Like that would be cool. I feel like that's a little deeper down the rabbit hole, and we will definitely get there for sure. But like, uh, just looking at okay, let's. So if we look at just the original trilogy, right, it, let's look at the who's in the Millennium Falcon and uh, on their way to try to find Alderaan. We have uh, the pilot who is Han Solo. Yeah. We have the co-pilot who is also the muscle, really mm-hmm. the heavy, who is uh, Chewbacca. We have the young Jedi apprentice. Uh, I mean, Jedi was going to be one of mine, but like we could call him Jedi apprentice, who is, right. uh, you know, Luke Skywalker. We have the Jedi who is... Uh, Obi Wan slash mentor, yeah, slash yeah, mentor. Ben. I think you're onto something. Maybe this is the way to approach it. Maybe we keep doing this and then we build it out as we start trying to apply it to other parts of Star Wars, right? Right. So yeah. I interrupted you to say, Keep going, <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank yeah, you. keep going, Ben. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so I don't, I don't know. There's just certain, like, as we look at all these groups, there's like people that like walk in and they have a role, a role to play in their thing. There's, um, you know, Jen Urso is a good, uh, good character, you know, person like, yes, she's a scoundrel. But if you read, um, the book, that's like, um, 
that I can't remember the name of at all right now, which is Rebel Rising. Rebel Rising. Um... Yeah, Rebel Rising. She was raised to be a slicer. And right. slicer is a category like that. That has to be one of the categories like there's, you know, frequently a slicer category, you know, DJ, you know, he was a slicer. It, it happens more in the EU than it does in the, the major films, but they're there. And that was the role initially that she played for most of her life, even though, you know, there's also fighters, there's leaders, there's yeah. you know, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about describing their role as it pertains to the ensemble around them. That's kind of where I'm like, instead of going to the backlogs and backstory, like who is Jin to the ensemble of Rogue One of that whole crew? To me, she's like a hybrid heart and brains kind of of that group. Like she seems like she's rallying the she's rallying the, yes. the rebels with a hope in, message in Rogue as this One. heart character, and then she's this brainy character too. Obviously, with this, the 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 kind of slicer history and the mm-hmm. the understanding of gadgetry and stuff like that and fighting prowess. She's also a, she's a really well rounded character, I would say, because she has combat experience as well. I think the ensemble stuff starts to break down a little bit when we start trying to apply it to more current fare, because I feel like some of the stuff gets mixed together. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking like the, the kind of how I view these movies, I view that central ensemble as being a sort of dysfunctional family of choice. Like these people chose this family. There's some dysfunction to it because they're, they're kind of at each other's throats some of the time. And, uh, and I feel like that's, that's kind of where, and they're also the family that fights together. They're also that trope of like, as we fight together, we get closer. Right. And that kind of, that's kind of like the core ensemble, uh, dynamic that I see in these films. Cool. All right. All right. I mean, if, if you want to go that way, I just feel like there are some like more basic titles you can apply to these certain people as they enter into what they're doing. Well, let's, for example, let's just take uh, Rebels. Let's take the Ghost Crew, right? So we have Zeb, we have um, the, uh, Sabine, who the Mandalorian, we have uh, Kanan Jarrus, the Jedi, and we have his Padawan, Ez- uh, Ezra. We have the pilot, who's Harris and Dula. We have a droid, who's uh, uh, Chopper. Chopper. You know, so that's like that's a basic group. It's it's a very clearly defined ensemble, but they came in with their own, you know, skills. And and like, yes, Zeb is a alien. So that that's like he fills the alien category because you need to have an alien in every, you know, cadre, every group. But he's also the muscle. Um, you have you know Sabine Wren, who's a fighter, but she's an explosives ed- expert. Harrison Duell is straight up pilot, though she's also a leader. And and then, you know, you have your Jedi characters that are there. And, you know, they like they feel they fit these very these smaller containers before they fill these larger containers. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah, as you list the different archetypes within the ensemble, like I love that's I love different. I love seeing how they're different from the other stories, right? Like I love how rebels, the rebels ensemble is different from you know, say uh, like the Jedi Fallen Order, Order ensemble, or you know, like the, the characters right. feel very different and they fulfill different archetypes, and I think that's fascinating. But there's at least more than four or five characters in most Star Wars stories. Like it's 
yeah. you're really you're really filling them out with all these interesting archetypes. They go beyond the the, the your their basic and most right. and simple. And and how's as you swap in different character traits, you have a different quotient for the ensemble, right? You know, like what that ensemble is. Uh, Fallen Order, right? So we have uh, we have a pilot and Grizz or Grease, and keep it greasy. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a, a mentor leader, and he's a scoundrel too. He's a he's a mouth. He's 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 constantly yeah. talking, right? He's constantly right. got something quippy to say, or he's def he's definitely he's got a comment scout. about everything. Yeah. Right. Um, you have uh, the the leader who is also, you know, former Jedi, but she's mostly leader, which is Sarah uh, Seer. Yeah, Sarah Seer Junda. Yeah. yeah. Seer Junda, I think. Yeah. I think and then, right. you know, you have your main character who is a Jedi, you know, in. Um, Kane, no, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm His name's failing. Cal Kestis. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And, and Night Sister Marin at the very end right. of the game. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Night Sister Marin. So she, but she has, yeah, she's interesting too. She's more like converted dark side, which is another like trope I wanted to do. You have BD Droid, you have BD1. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like that's, that's sort of the ensemble that you have going forward out of the end of this. And I think uh, I, and, I think I have some. Okay. So Ben, you're talking more about roles. Yes. And Grant, you're talking more about personality. Like, so, which I, because here's where, here's where the blender happens, right? You could have a pilot who's a brain. You could have a pilot who's a mouth. You can have a pilot who's the heart, right? But their role is, is being pilot and their characteristic. I'm just, I'm struggling with the word I'm trying to put to what you're talking about, Grant, but, but this is where I I think we're on to something, right? I think, I think what happens with the star Wars is every star Wars has an ensemble. That ensemble doesn't have to be the same in terms of different roles, different characters. There are certain types of roles that are usually present and there are certain type of characteristics that are usually present in star Wars movies. I'm talking about the tropes. Ben's talking about the role roles. Exactly. Okay. Because you were, yeah, Yeah. the tropes are, go way back and it's i mean but but yeah and they're within movies but i'm talking about from a star wars lens yeah there's like all right so we're gonna bring people together and there's all these different skills and abilities you know it does the the five people or the seven people don't have the same abilities it's you know there's all these archetypical uh classes of people there you go within the galaxy and you bring a certain mosaic together and they become their own unique uh ensemble so and then within that you get your you know the the tropes that you're talking about yes so i'm gonna get real nerdy for a second shocker we're on star wars so i feel like here's here's where we're at in my thought this we're gonna go D &D, which is not one of my main geek areas, but I have a passing familiarity with it. We're talking about character type and affiliation. So, right. So we have character type, which is like rogue, all these other things. And then their affiliation, like chaotic, neutral, chaotic, good, right? Like, like, like you can have any mixture of those things. Right. And I think we're kind of talking about both those things and Ben talking about roles and types and then Grant talking about tropes. Indeed. So yeah, I was just trying to get some roles out of the way before we we went into types. But no, let's let's do roles first. Let's yeah. that's that's the broadest. Or that I mean, I would say tropes are probably the broadest, but roles is something that's easily identified. Like you right. easily can identify the role of each person usually uh, based on what they're wearing and what they're 
specialties are. And, right. Uh, so thinking about all of Star Wars, like all of the books and comics and TV shows and animated series and movies that we've seen, they've all had ensemble casts. So like, what are the roles that we've seen? Right. And we usually have the mystic, the pilot, uh, the, uh, uh, the diplomat. I, 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 I really think diplomat's yeah, an interesting one. I would say diplomat. Cause I mean, you could say, I don't want to get into tropey territory. I want to talk about just the roles of these people. Um, uh, diplomat or, or rebel. Um, kind of, I mean, Sabine diplomat. Wren was like the explosive re- expert, but she was originally a bounty hunter. So right, she right. came in as the bounty hunter into that, into that cot, that cadre, that, um, ensemble. And, and when you talk about Luke, if we go back to the original trilogy, when we talk about Luke as, as his role in the ensemble, would you say hero? Would you say farm boy? Would you say, uh, inexperienced? Like, what would you, what would you, you say for his I, I role? Would, I feel like there is like a Jedi and apprentice. Yeah. Like okay. Okay. Master and apprentice. And, and yeah, yeah, master and apprentice is specifically within Jedi. I mean, there, there could be one, for I haven't thought about uh, dark side uh, ensembles, but they certainly exist. But, um, but I would say yes. There's uh, among like you know. There's the experienced and the inexperienced, right? And yeah, which also works in Solo. In Luke. Yeah. Right. Because in Solo, Solo is the apprentice, and Tobias Beckett, the yeah. least master. Star Wars name ever, is <laughs> the master. Right. Yes. Like that's yeah, they yeah. have the master and apprentice relationship in that movie. Right. Yep. So. Master and apprentice have, yeah. pilot. I mean, you you have to have aliens and like that's yep. not a role or anything, but you need to have that representation within Star Wars to make it Star Wars. Yep. Um, and similarly, know, droids. Droids, exactly. You have to have droids in there. There has to be at least one, you know. And then you know, so BB-8 came around, and then they added uh, Do in the sequel trilogy, and mm-hmm. we had you know, um, R- obviously R2D2 and C-3PO in the original trilogy and in the prequel trilogy, honestly. Yeah. And R4, like you were saying, like R4 filled that that position in uh, for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi during yeah. his travails. I feel uh, like droids are the most fun to execute because they uh, just physically embody their role. Like usually whatever their purpose or their function is, it's usually shown in how they look, like how they're designed. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's always yeah. very interesting. And what's interesting is in terms of their role, this actually illustrates what we've been talking about. They all pretty much have the same role, right? They're subservient. They are an assistant in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yeah. they all have the very trope, different the trope personalities. is equipable ally. They're equipable at times. They're almost like you yeah. can call upon yeah. them or use them as yeah. a device. Yeah. But very exactly. different personalities. Like yeah. imagine if you had like, you know, um K2SO in the same room as as C3PO. Right. Yeah. yeah. Conflicting. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah. 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 But there you're right. Equipable allies is a very generous and flattering term for what they are. I mean, ultimately in the galaxy, I would say it's a bit dismissive, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, droids are interesting, right? Because they're slaves in a lot of ways. They are, you know, and they're, they're looked in a negative light because of the uprising from the separatists, which painted droids in a negative light. I mean, I mean, it's an interesting role that they but the, play. The other, the other trope for droids is like they're they're a cast of personifications too. Like they're humans. They're us basically. They're, they're different yeah. versions of people. Right. They're, 
Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, as we learned when we did the, you know, review of Hidden Fortress, I mean, those main two characters were C-3PO and R2-D2 in a lot of ways. And it's sort of like so that, you know, and, and I think that's the way that George Lucas designed it was that R2-D2 and C-3PO were going to be our lens through watching the rebellion and watching this whole thing unfold, um, which is awesome. But they're droids. And so you need to have them. Um, there's creatures, there's bounty hunters, there's crime syndicate members. You know, we talked about Jedis and pilots and slicers and heavies. There's leaders, there's fighter people that are pure fighters, just like alpha fighters are like, I'm just going to fight my way through this, you know, and that's all they do. You know, there's certain specialists that are like snipers and, you know, whatever's going on. And, you know, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different types that that get added to this, but they're not all included in every single um, ensemble. Yeah, this is the menu from which the creator chooses from. Right, right. That's that's what I'm thinking of. So you know, you're going to make a new Star War. What what menu are what menu are you going to pick from? Who do, who do you want? You know, you, you know this galaxy. You know who are there. It's like these are all the things that you could choose from. Yeah, there's and a, then a from lot there, of different... they can evolve, you know, and yeah. take on various tropes and, you know, very, various things that are there. Pirate. I mean, I like Scoundrel a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. There, there's there's character types that they've, they've had there. But, you know, I mean, you could say in in Rebels that, you know, you have a pirate there in Hondo Anaka. Like he he takes the place there that's doing it. You know, yeah. of, of of a character in a lot of these things, he's like, "Oh yes, I'm a pirate," and you're like, "No one trusts him," and it's like, "Okay, well, but we need this pirate for this thing." Where does Claude fit in all this? Oh, so Claude <laughs> is an alien. Like, yeah, thank you. I've been trying to think of his name for like <laughs> yeah. thirty minutes, but um, yeah, no, Claude's a perfect example. So he's just like an alien technician. Te- technician's probably one of them. You know, yeah. Much Rose like a heist or like a caper, like you're having the, you know, the the hacker, you're having the driver, yeah. you're having, it's, yeah. it, there's a lot of the heist elements that work with an ensemble. Yeah. Oh, well. absolutely. Yeah. What about the, it's not the word, it's not the phrase I want, so help me out, guys, but I'm thinking like the informant. But like, there's always yeah. like the person, like, like Dexter, right? Like you, the mm. person you visit who gives you like the next clue. The information I, broker, right? Information yeah. broker. Bulio. Bulio. Yeah. Skywalker is like he's an informant that's like here's your stuff. They're catalyst characters usually, right? Like those yeah, characters exactly. usually spur the next plot, you know, section of plot. Uh, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, and then can we have uh, for, <laughs> can we have Doctor Exposition as a uh, character? No, we'll move on. I won't. Actually. Oh <laughs> boy. Uh, oh, Beaumont Kin. Yeah, Beaumont um, Kin. What do you think? I, we. Ben, you kind of you mentioned this, and I and I latched onto it. What do you think about the ship as a character of the ensemble? Is that a little too esoteric? But I kind of like it. Thoughts? So uh, we talked about this last week, and um, Kathleen Kennedy mentioned like every character has a very distinct silhouette, and there's no more distinct silhouette than the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. So to me, that says. That's a character. Yeah. You get the Nabubian, 
whatever. Oh, the, the Nubian, yes, cruisers yeah. and all that. I always yeah. refer to it as Nubian. And then there's the uh, there's Slave <laughs> One, right? There's there's multiple Falcons, right? There's the X Wing. There's the right. Imperial Tie Star Destroyer, Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah, Death Star. Start, it's, yeah. it's outlined as a circle, but you know, you, you still get it. You get it. Yeah. Circle within a circle. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we know L3, you know, put her, you know, her, her brain interface you know, with the Falcon. And yeah. then, so therefore it is a character at the end of the day. Which, like they land on and even in Empire, right? Where'd you get right. the ship speaks such an interesting dialect, right? Like yeah, they yeah, give right. it they give it a brain in the second. So, right. I, I stamp I put a stamp of approval. All right. On I, I would say in stuff. westerns, uh, they name their horse. Right, talk about yeah. their horse. Yeah. Great point, Ben. Doing. That's a really good point. Well, yeah, the Falcon yeah. is essentially a horse in the western. Yeah. Right, and it becomes a character as it's named and repeated and survives battles. It becomes a character that has its own. And, and just the horse. plot hinges on it, on yeah. its engines working. Like you know what I mean? Like mm. if it impacts the story in any way, it's I would it's treat it as part of the ensemble. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, um, so do you want me to read the list off or do we, or do we want to any additions? Cause I feel more comfortable with this now that I kind of, my brain settled on the fact that like, this is just a list of, of a lot of things we see in a lot of star Wars movies and you as a new star Wars creative can pick and choose. You just need some combination of this group to make us make an ensemble cast. Yeah. Let, uh, sure. Let's do it sure. for the sake of conversation. Let's do it. Yeah, just because, again, this is we've we're creating if you're following us on Instagram, other places, we're creating an actual document based on this that you can go through. And I and I want to make sure that I got I mean, I'll send out to you all before I send out to the masses, but just to get some approval on this. Um, so for, for the for the categories, we have aliens, droids, creatures, bounty hunters, crime syndicates, apprentice, master, pilot, slicer, heavy uh, leader, fighter. Um, specialists, ships, or the ship, diplomat, scoundrel, pirate, technician, and information broker. Edits, additions. We'll add more over time, but uh, yes, I mean, yes. like, if For we're now, making the Falcon, that's a good starting yeah. point. Because, like, if we're making the Falcon a part of the ensemble, like that lightsaber, like the Skywalker saber, like calls out to Ray like multiple times. <laughs> That's the one I have just below it is lightsaber. uh, Like Excalibur almost, like the Excalibur, I feel like, is part of stuff, part of it as well. Or just the sacred item, like the sacred jewel or the sacred... The MacGuffin? Yeah, the MacGuffin, essentially the MacGuffin. (laughs) But there's something so tantalizing about lightsabers. There is. They're not really characters, but they do a thing that's very unique in filmmaking. I'm going to I'm going to add to this to 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 Ben's argument, because in the one movie that that perhaps you can use to maybe like use as a is it Star Wars like does like like to as a litmus test or an acid test is solo. Right. Because solo does a lot of things different. Right. It's the first movie that doesn't start in space. It starts on the ground. Right. It does right. things that are slightly different. Yet that movie found a way to force in a lightsaber in a movie that has nothing to do with the force. They right. put, so so clearly the filmmakers thought that lightsaber, lightsaber too. Yeah. It's it's a, a broken inquisitor's lightsaber that he is uh-huh. uh you know absconded with, which is I mean that in itself tells a story. So 
So it's, do we include it here? We also have another category for the pillar as the force, right? Maybe that's an area where we talk more about lightsabers, but not to say that we can't have it in both. But I, I, feel I don't like let's let's pencil in lightsabers like as it. a character. Yeah, because they they are vitally important um, to story. And that's the thing is, like, you never know when that lightsaber is going to be vitally important to the story. You could have that the original, you know, the Anakin saber that was lost on Bespin um, when uh, Darth Vader cut off Luke Skywalker's hand. Right. But then in the comics, um, as we're seeing now in the new comic run, this is a major MacGuffin for uh, Luke Skywalker trying to find that lightsaber again. And it's become its own character in a lot of ways. There's not even a TV show without it. Because I was even trying to get TV shows. I'm like, well, The Mandalorian, don't forget, like, literally, spoiler alert, the last scene in yeah. that in the first season, there's a lightsaber, right? There's the darksaber. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is another tantalizing piece of lore and yeah. character uh, all so, to its own. I'm fine with that. I, I, I like that. I just also realized we've almost recreated the... Um, <laughs> the uh, draft board we made earlier this year. Um, but yeah, I like this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a part of everything people do, but so, all right. So we, we, that's a pretty good baseline listing of, of what's there. Um, what were you talking about with tropes, Grant? What, Dude, what are you let's, di- let's dive into some tropes and let's slot ensemble groups in these tropes as okay. we hear them. Uh, let's start with the Freud- Freudian trio. Let's start with the id, the superego, and the ego, uh, and just dive in from there, because that's a fun one. That's, I mean, and as reference, we'll use a Star Trek reference, that is Kirk, Bones, and Spock. And, and do we see that at all in Star Wars? Um, I would say we do. I think we see yeah. that in... Uh, I think we see that in Han, Lu- Han, Luke, and Leia. I totally. Think, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Han, the id, Luke, the, the yeah. superego, yeah. Leia, the ego. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I Poe, Leia, and Holdo in the Last Jedi. I feel like yeah. Poe is the id, Leia is the super ego, Holdo is the ego almost. Like that, right. I, I that was kind of interesting. Um, Finn, yeah, Rose, and Ray. Like Finn is kind of uh, bull rushing situations at times. Rose is checking him. Ray is just always trying to compose herself to do the right thing. Like Padme, Anakin, Obi Wan. Yeah. Pat, but, but it so it is Anakin. Yeah, super ego is Obi Wan. Ego, ego is Padme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I think we need. I'm trying to think. Do we miss any? I don't think we did. Um, I'm like trying to figure out Han, Kira, Lando, but I don't think. I oh quite, right, I don't think it quite. Well, like Lando is definitely the id. Right, I think just him. Yeah, he's, well, Chew, does how does Chewbacca figure? Right, there's Chewie too. Like, could you do Chewie yeah. in there? Like, I think there's something there, but I don't. I don't have it in my. I don't have it quite formed yet. But there's. I think there's an ego super ego in in Solo, but I'm not quite sure how it slots. What about uh, Rebels? I mean, you have Hera, who's the leader and the you know decisive factor. You have Canon Jarrus, who's trying to be a better person every day, but he, you know, with unlimited power. Yeah. And you have Ezra, you know, yeah. that, that sort of thing. And then, you know, you're hang. I mean, but who is Chopper? Chopper's and- the id. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chopper is always Pure running id. into conflict. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Should we do another one? You guys want to do another one? Yeah, sure. Uh, battle couple. I see this a lot in Star Wars. They they separate two people away from everyone else, and they are battle couples. And this is a classic trope. These are just two people that fight together. They don't have to necessarily be in love. They're just as yeah. they fight together, I mean, they are they become like they their relationship grows closer. To me, the ultimate battle, like literal battle couple, to me is always will always be Padme. Yeah, and, and Anakin. Anakin. Yeah, and Anakin. episode two is the most battle yeah, yeah. couple yeah. moment. They, in they, all they of declare their love for each other as they're going then, into the battle. And then fight monsters. <laughs> and Han yeah. and Leia, too. You know, yeah. especially in the ancillary ma- ma- material, we see them. You know, working together a lot. Uh, uh, Finn. I mean, um, I mean, uh, Kylo and Ray. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a battle couple. Yeah, I mean, it's it takes a long time to get us there, but like Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose are a battle Finn couple Rose, in the Last yeah. Jedi. Kanan Jarrett and uh, Harrison Dula. Yeah, we right. don't get That's what we fair. don't get, which is why I think it's so dissatisfying time is I would also say if we're just talking about like like defined couple, right? I think we don't get the Anakin Obi-Wan battle couple moment that we really, really, really want in the in the prequel trilogy at times, right? Like to me, they're they, like we get so much promise of the battle couple of those two. And the only battle we get with those two are really against each other, which is amazing. But. Yeah, there's there's some brothers tropes like blood brothers or bash brothers and, and yeah. these kind of classic <laughs> tropes and uh i feel like they fall into that almost totally. they're totally. very much that um big guy little guy like is there any of that going on like uh, uh Gary you know, aurelius and um ezra bridger big guy little guy they they do stuff together right. um you know zeb and uh and uh, Chopper also, they go uh, on some capers. 3PO and R2-D2. Right. right. Uh, Han and Chewie. Um, Han and Chewie, yeah. Yeah. And when, you do, when you do Big Thin Short, I mean, Jabba, Bib Fortuna, and Salacious B. Crumb are kind of an ensemble, <laughs> right? Like, to a degree. To a degree. Yeah, horrific kind of yeah. ensemble. Yeah, horrific. Ensemble, <laughs> Night, ensemble right. of nightmares, but it is an yeah. ensemble. Right. Well, you could probably squeeze in a um, Gamorrean guard in there somewhere, too. Is there like a cadre of foreign bodyguards in Star Wars? Like, you know, like the Haradrim in Lord of the Rings or like the Iron Bank in Game of Thrones? Like, is oh, there the Praetorian Iron... Guard, man? Well, that's a that's another that's another trope altogether is the kind of royal guard kind of trope. But uh, yeah, mean, uh, I feel the... like Praetorian Guard goes like the like Techno the... Union Army, like the Super Battle Droids. Techno right? Union Army, yeah. the, um, the, um, the in Force Awakens, the uh who ends up on the ship? The oh the, yeah, those guys. Those the, the, mul- there's multiples. There's yeah, two yeah. of them. There's the <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't think of the uh, the name of those Names. who confront on. Really? You think those? Uh, wait. So the uh, Kanji Club. Kanji Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other and one. Kanji Club and no, the um, Kanji Club and the, the Death Something. This is, yeah. uh, oh, that name is. They're in. Um, they're in. Re- they're in Resistance. The show Resistance. Oh, Resistance yeah. 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 Uh, another one that I thought was pretty interesting is the Divigual. Sometimes called the twin twin Divigual. Uh, they can be like twins, like, uh, well, there you like go. Thompson and like Thompson and Thompson from Tintin are like an example of the Divigual. How do you uh, spell Divigual? <laughs> but they can also be D I V I D U A L. But um, it, they can also be like uh, very vastly different. But just they are so symbiotic that you just connect them as one character almost like Han, Han and, and Chewie. Chewie. Yeah, Han and Chewie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. Uh, I mean, C three PO and R two D two. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. That's also for sure. Uh, commander roster trope. The kind of the high command, almost 
like uh, like the Jedi Council or like the uh, Imperial High Command, like the, these kind of the high Rebel command rosters, Rebel leaders, Alliance in like in ep- in uh, Episode Six, right? Or or even in um, Rogue One. Yeah, it's like this is another tier of uh, you know executive power that you can't can you know contribute to, and it's it's these commanders that you have to deal with. Yeah. And on that note, uh, the fantasy access of evil. Like, is there an access of evil in these in these films? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. the uh, the uh, the uh, CIS. Yeah, and the separatists. The, yeah, the separatist and, council, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that they is like that is totally the fantasy access yeah. of evil. Yeah, gang of critters. Like the like kind of they're they're ancillary to the characters. They're not they're. They're Jow- like the small, like Porgs, I would say, are a gang of critters. Ewoks. Ewoks, yeah, that's that's. Jawas, kind of, come on. Yeah, Jawas. The, the sisters on um. Knights on, of, yeah. Dathomir. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Knights of sisters on Dathomir, sure. Um. Yeah, they. Yeah, there's a lot of those too. I mean, whenever whatever world you go to, they have another. You know. Um, do we have any all uh, all female posse's like all girl posse's or Amazon brigade brigades? Is there like an all? Yeah, the Night woman? Sisters for sure. Right, Night Sisters. And uh, Grant, you mentioned one earlier. I don't want to steal it from you. Padme and the Handmaiden. Yeah, there you go. I don't okay. want to steal the Handmaidens from you. No, <laughs> that sounds bad. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's there, and I hope to see more of that in future Star Wars stories. Um, anyway, there's 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 so many tropes. Obviously, there's the badass and the baby. Which is Mandalorian <laughs> and Baby. I mean, there, there's just there are lists and lists and lists of tropes, but um, and I mean, just to just to like close out this conversation, I was thinking like, I was going to ask you guys who who's your favorite uh, ensemble in all of the films or all the TV shows, the books, uh, etc. But I, I feel like we love all of the. I think we love all the ensembles for all the different group dynamics. I, I feel like we don't really. I, we don't really play favorites in that respect. So I think a more fun question is who do you want to join up with? Who do you want to hang out with out of all the ensembles we've seen? Who do you want to ride with? Oof. It's tough. I'm, I don't have an answer myself. I was just, I was just kind of throwing that out there. I actually, you know what? You know, I do want to see all the epic stuff with like Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme and, and that whole kind of early ensemble in the prequels. Uh, but that doesn't end so well for all of them. So I would, I would probably go like Han and Lando, like yeah, cir- like circa Solo. Like that's kind of who I would want to. Like, yeah, let's let's assume that out. you're not involved with the. Uh, we're not involved with the death defying and yeah. danger. We're just like <laughs> yeah, grabbing a drink at a yeah, at just a hanging out yeah. with this group. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, 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 what, what, what abilities are, are we allowed out. to bring to this uh, cadre? You know, like are we allowed to bring because. For me, I, I would love the, the Chuck Wendage uh, ensemble oh, yeah. in, um, you know, all the Aftermath series. Yeah, yeah. Snap and Nora. Because uh, they could use a Jedi in a big way. You know, <laughs> they really don't could. have yeah. that force user there. They're just, you know, they're scraping together. They're, you know, working with Mon Mothma. They're trying to figure out the best they can with some pilots and some scrappy fighters. But. You know, if if I could plug myself in as a Jedi there, they would have had a lot easier time, but they didn't really have that um, at their disposal. So 
Yeah, that's good. I'm going to go with who I don't want to go with to kind of narrow it down. Don't want to go with prequel trilogy because Anakin would be insufferable. <laughs> don't right. want to go with Rogue One because they're all dour. Uh, and don't go dead. The, don't forget And dead. dead. Don't want to go with original trilogy. I would go with episode six original trilogy. I wouldn't want to go before that because because Luke's too whiny until you get to episode six and then he's kind of fun to hang out with. I kind of think it might be um, the sequel trilogy. I think I would love to hang out with Finn, uh, Poe, and Ray. Like my favorite thing about Rise of Skywalker. Finn, aka Adam. <laughs> I think not, not wrong. I uh, see your so, Bobon <laughs> Finn, and I raise you an Anakin. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like those like that to me is my favorite part of Rise of Skywalker. Is we finally get those three together for a good portion of the film, and I love the chemistry of those three together. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, I, I, I could, I could see hanging out with them would be really fun. I, I, I would enjoy that as well. And there's so much potential, right? Like Ray, how everything's ended. There's so much fun that had with those characters, and they, you know, they made it through. Yeah. I don't know. Episode six though is a close one. Like, like, pro, like Luke actually like faking it till he makes it Luke, where he's not like whiny, but he's like acting like a Jedi, but still kind of yeah. like, it's still kind of to... like cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was thinking about episode six, but like, I would want to join the bounty hunter cadre, you know, the oh, under nice. <laughs> like they themselves probably have their own, you know, each, you know, qualities that they bring to the bounty hunter tail yeah. table. I Not that I really that want to go up against bro-y. Boba Fett, but you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen, I'm a bro guy, so <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm going right. to go for the Jedi Council at the end of the day. Oh, I want to get in debates with Caddy Mundy all day <laughs> and just take him down a peg. I don't know. I've spent half of my life in academia and that sounds like hell yeah you know what like yeah. i spent half faculty meetings making faces to like my friends and myself but i can't do that now that i'm on zoom because everyone sees faces that you're pulling and now i'm living oh. in hell because i just sit there and pretend to not mock people anyway i'm cool is what i'm trying to say if older han yeah. thought you were cool that'd be pretty great like that would be yeah yeah but that, he's got see, time for nobody. Yeah. Then. I don't know. Because I'd like to hang out with, like, episode seven Han. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's fun, too. I mean, yeah, his his freighter's pretty spacious. Like, there's yeah. a lot of space. A lot of like, room you can there. help out. Yeah. But you know he's going to be like, hey, go help tie down that Raftar. And you'll be yeah. like, yeah. What? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you're going to die immediately. He's true. like, no, I think you're going to be great. It's going to be yeah. awesome. They're not even hungry. And it's just going to be like, oh, we're never going to see that guy again. But he's way, like, my son's he's... trying to kill me. My first mentor was a 70 70- five-year-old grumpy person and i i like gravitate towards that now like a kind-hearted grump sure it's it's who i gravitate to and that's hot in episode seven is a kind-hearted grump (laughs) yeah totally i love it yeah yeah oh i know that's why it was just like we add that to the ensemble does it like imagine (laughs) if like imagine if han solo was the one to really raise ray you know like she would have come out i mean probably still great but like whole different skill set whole different ideology set you know, that whole thing. And they teased it. And then they were like, no, nah, you know, she's got to evolve and go after, you know, yeah. Luke and fly on her own. Yeah. So she became the apprentice. And then there's, we have the master with Luke and, you know, 
I mean, that's the ultimate evolutionist, right? She's an apprentice in all three movies with three different masters, which I kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, if you guys listen to that podcast I, I sent to you guys via text, Larry Kasdan was talking about Empire, and he's talking about how there's always an experienced, there's an inexperienced, there's a naive. There's The way he was kind of describing the ensemble was super interesting. because It was it felt mm. almost very rudimentary. It felt like very fun, like the kind of the basic architecture. Yeah. yeah. Really, really For any movie, not necessarily yeah. just Star Wars movie, just any movie yeah. needs to have this. Yeah. But still, Star Wars is a special thing. You know, they have all these really interesting devices they can use to, you know, in really enhance their story. And uh, it's just cool how many there are. And, you know, if you're going into this, you're like, well, which ones are we going to pull out of it? And in a lot of ways, it's like, well, which movies are we going to, you know, really pull from to to get these tropes out of that and, and create our story? But right. the galaxy is, uh, you know, a diverse place and it has a lot of interesting creatures and roles, but they're finite. It's it's there's not a lot of them there. It's yeah. you know, it's it's still fairly bland. There's you know, there there is some room for some gray area, but not a lot. You know, there's like 12 or 15 sort of roles that you can yep. pull from and what these well, people I- are. I think we're getting more hybridization now because uh, going back to that gallery episode when Deborah Chow was talking about the Mandalorian, she was saying, yeah, he's the classic Western gunslinger, but he's also mm-hmm. follows a samurai code. Right. Like he right. is a hybrid right. of both the gunslinger and the mystic in a way. Or, yeah, I kind of but the tribal character. And, right. and I thought that was that's I, I think we're going to see more and more of that where you're seeing these mashups of. And I think the sequel trilogy does that brilliantly with like Finn and, and Poe and all these characters uh, around Ray that feel like these kind of hybridized versions of, of characters we've seen in the past. Yeah. And we're going to start bringing in other ones we haven't mentioned, right? Like, you know, Ben, you talked about slicers, right? right? Like slicers are fairly new. Uh, fairly new. I mean, they're a thing in, in star Wars, but they're big EU. And then suddenly I remember like watching DJ stroll on the, on, on the scene in, in episode eight going, Oh my God, are we getting a slicer in a star Wars <laughs> right. movie? Right. And like pirates, right? Like pirates, we mentioned, they're also big. Uh, there's not a not a ton in the movies that we no. would consider a pirate. We get a lot of like other things around there, but they're gonna have to go there. We're gonna get pirates off. Yeah, on, I think Hondo and Naka is a yeah. massive character in Disney lore. I mean, yeah, and you, you know, if you go to the the Disney park, you're gonna run into Hondo and Naka. He's there. Yeah, but you, so it's just like it's a matter of time yeah. before we run into those. I mean, and we obviously got a, a ton of them in Resistance. Uh, which mm-hmm. was great. You know, those were very interesting characters with Sonora and um, yeah. The, well, we do know Maz Kanata was a pirate queen at one point yeah. in her, in her right. uh, backstory. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. probably a long history of pirate wars that could probably qualify for an entire Star Wars film if a Star Wars film wanted to center around one a, of these wars. It could be a trilogy about the, the pirate thing. You know, it could be... Yeah. 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 I mean, you could do that whole sort of Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy in Star Wars, if you were so inclined. Absolutely. I think we covered and it, guys. I mean, we didn't cover it all. We're going to add more to this list, and we'll have a, this list on our Discord. We'll send it out via Twitter, Instagram at some point, links to it. But um, it's cool. It's growing. I'm really excited to continue this Pillars journey with you guys. It's been super fun. Yeah, indeed. I definitely I love it and and this is just one of my favorites because it's like 
I just love ensemble casts. I simply mm-hmm. adore it. And it doesn't matter if it's Star Wars or another movie. And it's just sort of like, all right, well, what role does this person play in this? And like, that's how you, you, you know, really mess with the dynamic and how the, you know, plot is going to move forward. And uh, Star Wars just has so many unique roles and how it's going on. And yet still follows with these tropes of so many, you know, famous movies. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great to see how it evolves. Yeah. Uh, forward and um i can see ben trying to pull out and end the episode and then i'm gonna jump in real quick (laughs) and i was actually just buying time for you adam uh thank you so i feel like there's there's always the exception that proves the rule right we're going to get something in star wars uh something major tv show movie at some point that does not feature an ensemble i think it just has to happen as we become more diverse in storytelling and my question is on the horizon, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's going to be a show. There you go. That was that was my question. We have Cassie and Andor, right? Which is not going to be because we're going to have K2S. So I guarantee you, I don't guarantee. I don't know nothing, but I have a feeling that's going to be an ensemble cast. Is the Obi-Wan series the one that breaks it? Or is it going to turn into an ensemble? Because no, I, I can see it going either way. I think question. Obi-Wan is possibly going to have a foil that will be with him during this series. But I don't think it'll be more than maybe one person that kind of accent, you know, accentuates his characteristics via like contrast, you know, like whatever it is that he's going to interact with, it's going to, it's going to amplify him in an interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love this. I'm glad you brought it up. I I do kind of hope that this is more of a lone wolf sort of story with Obi-Wan where he's, he's a cadre of one, but like, He's going to interact with people. We know he is. Um, yeah, back, and, back to one of your and they're going to in, be involved in his de- dealings in one way or the other. Or another. Yeah. But that's this is the one show. And I mean, we you're right. The, the exception that proves a rule. But there should be an exception. And mm-hmm. if we're going to do an exception, it should be Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi um, doing this sort of solo mission, you know, that he has. And, you know. I don't know. The Mandalorian was going to be was paved like that. It was going to be about just the Mandalorian. But now the Mandalorian has a cadre. Yeah, build. It was the whole season was building that ensemble. Exactly. Exactly. And it was like, all right, well, I guess I need this person, this person, this person. And, you know, Obi-Wan could turn out that way. But his fate is to be alone. Yeah. And this is, you know, that's what it that's what it means to be exiled. Because um, it's the lesson, right? So I can see it going the other way, where he builds out relationships, right, and builds it out, and and and, be, and then retract happens and retracts because he gets burnt or something right. happens. So so, so we, I can yeah. see it going either way. I hope for a solo, more of a, more of a kind of a lone, like you said, lone lone wolf storytelling. Kind of like Zatuichi, right? Like kind of mm. Zatuichi. Yes, right. yeah, there you that's go. what yeah. I. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So if you have never seen Zatuichi, I don't even know how you would see it now. But it was this brilliant. Um, it was a it was a, it was a Japanese samurai um, TV series, and Zatuichi was uh, played by the director, um, and it's it's about the blind swordsman. So if you you know if you've seen Kane and Jarrus being blind, that's where they sort of got that from. Um, but Zatuichi, he you know, but the 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 way that the episodes run in Zatuichi is every episode he does the same thing it just keeps repeating his life is like it's like tartarus it just he just keeps running through the same cycle 
where he's like, I come in here, I'm humble, I don't want to do anything, I don't want anything to do with anything. And then he falls in love and he saves the town. And then he realizes like, no, I'm just like a blind masseuse. I need to leave. And, and you're not, you know, I'm, you're worthy of more than me. I need to leave. And it just keeps going. And I feel like that could be the thing. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan where, yes, he helps things out, but he's like, I can't be entrenched with these people. I need to be alone. I need to be anonymous. And so he keeps retreating to his anonymous ness. That, the, I mean, question, be yeah, the question is, do we get a de-aged Qui-Gon Jinn ghost in this show? That's kind of my big question. Yes. Next question. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's probably the easiest. The answer easy. is, of course. Uh, well, I, would I, count mean, that, I would count that as he, it's no longer a lone wolf show. I would count that as he probably interacts with his ghosts, you know. Right, now constantly. Yeah, I would yeah. possibly constantly, yeah. Season one finale. Right. I mean, when we see him come, you know, we see Obi-Wan Kenobi come to save um, Luke, he's by himself. So it's sort of like, you know, if he really had these tried and true compatriots, if he had a, you know, if, if he befriended a uh, um, a sand person like a Tuscan Raider, or if he befriended an, a droid, they're not in the picture at that point. So. Mm. That's what leads me to believe like, believe like he just keeps coming back to having to be himself and, um, you know, having to live by himself. But, yes, that would be amazing. I mean, if we get Liam Neeson in on that, I think project, I think we will. I think it'll be D. I think he'll be de-aged even. I think it'll yeah. be, That'd be it will look like Qui-Gon from the Phantom Menace, how we remember him. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I hope we can get him on board for that because that would improve the show, you know, tenfold. He did the Clone Wars cartoon, right? <laughs> and he was. He was in the he does Rise of Skywalker, right? He was one of the voices. Yeah, so. he was. Yeah. Well, we'll get him. Oh, I, yeah. think he's, I think he's, he's I think he's I think he's in. I think he, he he's is a in. tough he exterior, yeah. but he's really just like a soft cookie on the inside. It'll be <laughs> surrounded by problematic things. But moving on, <laughs> he's he's evolving. It'll well, some things wrong. He'll be in it. He'll be in it. I, I bet he'll be in it. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think of other characters that we want to interact with. I really can't. It's I, I like you guys. I want him to be this lone samurai, you know, Ronin, you know, just doing yeah. his own, having that's his own adventures. Yeah, Zatoichi, basically. You're singing and, in uh, my heart right now. I love uh, that series so much. It's like it, so. Yes, it just re- does repeat every time, but each time it repeats, it makes you uh, happier uh, yeah. as you watch it. It's it's sort of. It's a beautiful reprise that happens um, in each thing, and I think they could achieve that with Obi Wan. Or just watch the 1970 series, The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's also a kind same. Of deal. Every load, time load that wander, brings up Zatoichi, like, I just counter with or The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> right, which did the same thing. <laughs> which stole, but hey, steal from the best. In, exactly. Exactly. That's what they've all done. Um, yeah. All right. Ensemble cast. They're super. They're part of. Uh, Star Wars, and uh, I can't wait to see what new ensemble casts they put together in the future because they're going to be innovative and they're going to be smart and they're going to be diverse, and um, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, I guess we're going to log off now. Um, Thank you so much for listening to us. It's been a real treat for us, um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. May the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>